everyone, and welcome to Passionately Interested, a podcast where we discuss the things we're passionately interested in. I'm your spooky host, Curtis. And I'm your nerdy host, Nick. I didn't do the intro weird that time. <laughs> I had <laughs> I had the want to. My brain was like, do it weird again. It, it was too normal. My brain was like, something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suspicious now. Do it, do it like a cowboy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Passionately <sighs> I'm stupid. Okay. All right. Moving on. It wasn't funny. It wasn't a good bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, I think there is something that we need to bring up on the podcast, specifically because somebody made a big deal about it. So we have brought a new person onto our team. Uh, we have brought on our friend Azriel, who is going to be our social media manager. And Azrael is super awesome for helping us out because we have no idea what we're doing when it comes to social media. It's true. And my favorite part is he specifically was like, no, please don't bring attention to me. And we said, too bad. Yeah, that, that is unfortunate. <laughs> it, it will happen from now on forever, and you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> please don't draw attention to me. I will be saying it at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm a loud person. You can't can't do that to me. You play a character at our LARP who's a, a freaking, uh, oh, what's the, fix my brain, what's the word? A Town crier. crier. Town crier, yes. yes I yes. counted. Uh, I have 136 bells on my costume. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how many I have. You just gave me some, so I didn't go a little bit, but I'm, I cannot compare. Yeah, it's my thing. And the worst part about it is it's become such a thing of mine. Uh, I didn't actually have that many bells when I started this last event, I got 45 from another another person. They handed me a string. So that gave me a bunch. And then the GM literally delivered a handful of bells to me. Oh those my I didn't God. count because those haven't been added to a string or anything. So I had around 80, 90 on my costume already. <laughs> and then this string showed up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I love that people are like, yeah, he's the bell man. It's true. Yeah. I have the few that you gave me, and then I have like a little like old school dingly bell that has a a spot on top where I could hook it to my belt, and that's kind of what I'm planning on doing. Very shaman-y. But we're not here to talk about LARP characters. No, but that always happens. It always, always happens. And I, honestly, a- just get used to it. <laughs> listen it's 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 a big hobby it yeah it consumes a lot it does and there it you larpers cannot can cannot not compare any situation to a larp it's true today we're here to talk about stop motion though just as we promised last time so i don't know i can't check i hope you did your homework i can't check up on you <laughs> i can't check up on any of you or can i i can't but I hope you did your homework. If not, pause the episode now. Go watch the trailer for Junkhead and the trailer for Mad God Movie. We'll wait. Pause here and then come back when you're done. Weren't those trailers amazing? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm sure glad that we watched those right now immediately after I said to pause it because we're all good listeners. <laughs> hey, I... I... Good listener, not necessarily a good follower of directions. <laughs> I think 
good ears, at least. <laughs> I, I don't I can't, know. I cannot make that claim. No, 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 no. Pretty much any time anyone talks to me, it's immediately followed by a what? You mean like you literally <laughs> just did before we started recording? No, not so much that. Just the hearing issues I have. But yeah, also that. Also that, yeah. And can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get his attention. I'm just sitting here talking. I, mean, I was joking about how loud his keyboard is. I have to edit it out. And talking about, well, when, when we get more money to upgrade his stuff in a way that I can't, uh, his keyboard won't get picked up by his mic. And then I sat there for a good 30 seconds in silence. Like, uh Oh, are we having internet problems? This is going to suck. And then it was just a, what? (laughs) Like, Oh no, the internet didn't break. Nick did. My my brain rebooted. (laughs) (laughs) So stop motion. Stop motion is hands down. I would say my favorite media version for, or not version, form, my favorite favorite media form when it comes to movies. I I am a, a massive sucker for stop motion films and short films and YouTube videos. Yeah, no, uh, I find stop motion absolutely amazing. I don't know precisely what it is about it that does, if it's just the aesthetic of it, if it's the fact that it deals with miniatures, which I also love, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or if it's just knowing how much work goes into these movies. I don't know. It's probably a little bit of all of that together, if if you're anything like me, which you are. So... <laughs> Um, but I, I, something I think that really draws my eye to stop motion is the fact that like stop motion and claymation both are, I mean, it, it's an umbrella, but they are not necessarily the same, but like with claymation stop motion, it's for me is the over exaggeration of actions and facial expressions and such almost in the same way that people who do theater work have to massively over overact their actions to make them visible on stage because of the medium of clay and the the different like the the framework and stuff of the clay puppets they they almost have to overreact them because you can't do the fine motions so they tend to do much bigger grander gestures Mm. it's just like it keeps my attention really well and i really like the the visual of that yeah no that that definitely makes sense it's i don't know i always just find the medium itself fascinating it's random bit here i don't know what it is about like food and drinks in claymation they just look so satisfying they do it's similar how like if you look at anime food and drinks they look amazing Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm because they're able to those are hand created to to uh get rid of the flaws i think what it actually is is their tendency to make claymation foods shinier Mm. yeah they they put a glaze on a lot of the stuff and they make it look very gliss the, the, the food glistens it almost looks glazed and then the drinks look thick so almost all drinks look like milkshakes and boy, are milkshakes good. <laughs> I think I think I was first exposed to claymation through when I was younger through Wallace and Gromit and then Chicken Run. So my first introduction to it, it wasn't purely stop motion slash claymation film. It was a normal movie that used 
that as just early special effects. And that mm-hmm. was Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. The 1981 one. Yes. Which it had uh, the Kraken and I want to say Medusa as well, as well as a couple other creatures. Yes. Were I, just claymation. I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was my first experience with it. Okay. I did not see that until I was a lot uh, older than my my young my young child years. But my mom had Chicken Run on VHS. And by by the analytics of our episodes, I know most of the people listening to this know what a VHS is. <laughs> there aren't any, like, 18-year-olds, very many of them, and hopefully they're exposed enough. You see, VHSs were these big plastic boxes, almost like a book, that you would slide into a large opening in the front of your TV or sometimes an individual device of its own. You'd slide it in, and it had tape on it, almost like an old camera. Now, you see, cameras are these separate (laughs) devices, kind of like your phone, but by all it does is take pictures. In all fairness, you mentioned, like, the film and all it... brain immediately went to cassette tapes and then i was like well now i gotta explain that yeah a cass- <laughs> you see a cassette tape it's like a vhs but only for music and it's much smaller <laughs> yeah it's it's much smaller in size vhs's are like the size of a large sized candy bar that you would get from a blockbuster now you see a blockbuster <laughs> <laughs> I blockbuster actually now that I say that I think blockbuster is where I first got exposed to Wallace and Gromit because at the beginning of chicken run on VHS there was like a Wallace and Gromit short Mm. so after watching that I do believe I remember renting Wallace and Gromit like the Wallace and Gromit show on VHS from blockbuster the the early 90s were a trip my dude (laughs) (laughs) so you mentioned chicken run Mm-hmm. Uh, I got two things about Chicken Run. Okay. One, uh, the two main characters, uh, Ginger and Rocky, were actually named after co-director Nick Park's childhood pet chickens. Oh, oh, that's cute. That's that's a little minor thing. The bigger thing that I stumbled across while looking at a list of stop motion films, mm-hmm. uh, it was announced in January of this year. They revealed the sequel title, Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget, set for release in 2023. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? No, no I am not kidding way. you. That is yeah, they are, so they are good. Releasing a Chicken Run sequel next year. Twenty-three years later, <laughs> a twenty-three-year movie in the making. I mean, that's that's nothing. Freaking Mel Brooks is still promising that History of the World Part Two is going to happen. <laughs> I think he's going to continue to do that until the day he dies. He's like, oh, it's coming. Oh, he coming. No, I th- oh, Lord, he coming. Well, no, like, uh, it's oh, someone actually ordered it. Like, they want it uh. made. They're, like, approaching him, being like, okay, come on. I'll give you money, please. <laughs> I beg of you. Oh, it looks like it's Hulu. Oh, of course it is. Good on them, though. They know Anywho. what they want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Wallace and Gromit was going for a long time. It was, I think it was started in the 80s, and then there was Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit in 2005. Mm -hmm. So, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, I got a fact about that one too. Okay. Uh, It used 2.8 
tons of plasticine to create the characters. Oh my gosh, why? How big were they? Uh, I don't actually know. Uh, also, apparently, a thousand baby wipes, a thousand baby wipes a week to clean animator's hands. Oh, dude! Oh, ew. oh! That's a bad brain. That's a bad brain thought. All that clay on your hands all the time, right? Yucky, yucky, yucky. But it's uh, probably all those bunnies because there were so many rabbit figures that they would have had to make in the movie. Because mm-hmm. I do remember. I seem to remember that there are a lot of scenes with a lot of rabbits. I mean, they don't look that big puppet-wise. It's hard because there's no direct shot of a puppet next to, like, an obvious scale thing. Like, there's some shots of them by animators. I put them probably around, like, 18 inches. Okay, I mean, that's still pretty. That's still going to take quite a bit of clay. Yeah, They have to have all the faces and such. Mm Mm-hmm. I never would have imagined that much, though. Oh, no. No, I wouldn't have imagined that much at all. Some uh, good recent titles uh, for Claymation that I have seen. I, I watched Kubo and the Two Strings. That one was really good, mm. uh, as well as the Box Trolls. Box Trolls was good as well. Yes. Yes, it is. I have not seen Missing Link. I keep seeing it on Hulu. I forget that it exists. But I think that's one of the most recent stop motion movies that have come out because the one before that was uh, Isle of Dogs, which was in 2018, which I also have not seen, but does look up my it looks up my alley because I liked Fantastic Mr. Fox Mm -hmm. and it seems Isle of Dogs looks very similar, almost um, weird. Well, it's Wes Anderson. Oh, is that a Wes Anderson movie? No wonder I'm drawn to it. I love Wes Anderson. (laughs) I love Wes Anderson a lot. Uh, I haven't seen Isle of Dogs or Missing Link. I've, uh, same thing with you. I see stuff from Missing Link, and then I promptly forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I don't I don't think it got a whole lot of exposure. I've seen some cool stuff on it on like TikTok, where they're showing storyboarding and stuff like that. Because it is a Leica uh, studio film, I believe. I'm going to double check that before I claim stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like so Leica production companies, Leica Studios are uh, absolutely fantastic. They did Coraline and Kubo as well, and I think they might have done Box Trolls. Yes, they did. Yes. So Missing Link, Kubo, Box Trolls, Paranorman, and Coraline. God, those are also go- such good movies. Uh, they were also contracted to work on Corpse Bride, Slacker Cats, King of California, and Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. <laughs> I have not seen that. And I can't say I have any interest. <laughs> There's a slight stop motion sequence and they were contracted for it. That's cool. I mean, good for them. They they definitely deserve it. They are it's mind boggling the work that they put in and what they are able to accomplish, especially with mm-hmm. Kubo. There were some wild scenes like the, the, the scene with the, where his mom is in the ocean with the giant tidal wave that alone, I have seen a little bit of the behind the scenes and it was a whole bunch of different uh, wave effects. That they were moving all at once. And I, it's just, I can't, they, they made that look so good. Who is the, because they always have the same style. What is the name of the studio that did Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit? 
Sean the Sheep, Early Man. Production companies, National Film and Television School, Ardman Animations. Let me look at Chicken Run. Production companies, Ardman Animations. There we go. Okay. Ardman Animations. It is a British animation studio in Bristol. Yes, I I expected that part. I didn't. I had never known their name, but you can you can pick out when when it's their stuff. Like it all oh, yeah. has the the same very rounded animation style with the larger mouth size. Man, I love Wallace and Gromit, and <laughs> it's it, it it saddens me because you know neurodivergent. I have to quote things at people all the time, sometimes with no context whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, especially when cheese is being discussed, I <laughs> you <laughs> don't get ahead of me on the joke. God, I already. I'm sorry. I already know, I know. where it's going. <laughs> I know. I call it a joke. Lo- joke loose, loose term. But I like to whenever people are talking about cheese, I like to do the Wallace thing where he he curls his hands, uh, his fingers up, and holds them abo- uh, uh, like up in the air, and then shakes them near his shoulders and goes, "Cheese, grommet." <laughs> And there are so many people who just look at me and go, huh? Like, you make me sad. That's when you just shake your head and walk away. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing like a nice Gouda, Gromit. That was a bad British accent. We're going to (laughs) move on from that one. Caught myself off guard by that. Now, you, you mentioned a couple of facts about Coraline before we started recording. Yes. Uh, I can't remember what the one was. I do know that the one that kind of blew me away, uh, was how big, literally, the production for Coraline was. Right. Uh, and that is the fact that the, for the production of Coraline, they built 130 sets, which spanned 52 different animation stages. That's so covering, much <laughs> Covering an area of around 183,000 square feet. That's so much space. <laughs> oh, I remember the other Coraline thing. Uh, it was loosely associated with Coraline. Associated, yes, yes, go on. <laughs> the last dandelion. Uh, and that is Wendell and Wild, which is a stop motion animation that is slated to come out October of this year. Yes, yes, you told me about this. Oh, it, it sounds so good. It is a stop motion animated dark fantasy comedy horror film. <laughs> like oh. that is that is a description right there. It's um, so up my uh, so up my alley. Oh my it is directed by Henry Selick, who the last film they worked on was Coraline. Mhm. Mhm. Uh it is also written by Selick and Jordan Peele, which the fact that it has a horror tinge to it makes me very excited. Yeah, especially with Jordan uh, Peele. Yeah. But for those that don't know, uh, Henry Selleck worked on Coraline, Monkey Bone, James and the Giant Peach, and the one that everybody knows, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. He was actually... Now, here here's something that I have seen and heard before, which actually kind of blew my mind a bit because you always sort of have like picture them the, the two together as like one unit. Tim Burton wasn't actually the the director 
of Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. The actual director was Selleck. Tim Burton was the one who wrote the story, and then he had say in some of the goings-on with movie decisions and stuff like that. Apparently, there were some decisions that the studio tried to make and some things they tried to change about, like, some of the characters and some of the, the, the names, particularly around Oogie Boogie, because there were... They, they just, like, weren't happy with it, and they had a kind of a... So, so I have read they were kind of like, eh, maybe we call him something else... Apparently, Tim Burton was not having that, so that's why the name stuck. But Selleck was the main director of Night Before Christmas. Mm. And then he also went to go and do Corpse Bride, correct? No. 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 Corpse uh, Bride was Tim Burton and somebody else. Tim Burton and Laika was contracted for it. That's right. Tim Burton worked with, with Laika Studios. Okay. Uh, interesting thing about Tim Burton. Uh, he was actually working at Disney. He was employed at Walt Disney Feature Animation when he wrote a three-page poem titled The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, huh. Yeah. I actually own a copy of the, like, illustrated book of it. Well, my daughter owns it because I got it for her. But still very, it's cool. I like it. It's very neat. But it is it is worth noting that Selleck was the main power behind Night Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. He was also uh, a Disney animator at the time. Which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it doesn't surprise uh, me at all. Something I just learned. Uh, apparently, there was a prologue and epilogue narration to the movie. Oh. Voiced by Patrick Stewart. Where the fuck was that? It was not used. Oh. Uh, yeah. It was not used in the final scene of the film. The narration is included in the soundtrack album, though. Oh, oh. Which means it shouldn't be too hard to find it out there. No, not at all. I, bet, I guarantee you could find that on Spotify. It's worth looking up. Yes, uh, it is on YouTube. Ah, oh, perfect. So <laughs> anybody who's interested, just go on YouTube and search probably just Nightmare Before Christmas. Patrick I just searched for Nightmare Before Christmas, Patrick Stewart. Okay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack number two opening. It's got a little bit of an instrumental and then Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Perfect. That's, that is very easy to find. Now, I am I'm looking at a list on Google of stop motion movies because I didn't want to. No, Google, I'm not talking to you. Get out of here. <laughs> Golly, so pushy. <laughs> but I have a... I have a list up on Oogle. <laughs> then that won't activate it. Okay, of different stop motion Oogle. films. <laughs> Oogle. say <laughs> Oogle. Bet <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect fucking pig Latin on this thing. We are totally smart. Okay. Yeah. That was convincing, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so I have I have a list of stop motion movies up. One thing I want to note is that Google is convinced that Luca is a stop motion film. It's not. <laughs> Don't listen to Google. It's not stop motion. It's of course it is. Yeah. Well, looking at the character models, the character models are something that I could see done in like claymation mm -hmm. form. Oh, easily. They, they are very proportioned that way. But I do not believe 
I don't I don't think it was claymation no, or stop motion. It, it was it was not. It was definitely CGI. Okay. It does have that vibe though. I do think the reason why it comes up with that little Google thing at the top is I think the algorithm is pinging something else. Mm-hmm. And that is a Norwegian film from 2018 called Lewis and Luca. Okay. And I think it's seeing the Luca in both and going, oh, this is a big movie. Obviously, it's also stop motion. I, I, I'm just guessing. I honestly don't know. But the algorithm can be weird at times. Yes, it can. But I, I, I do believe you're right. That sounds that sounds very believable to me that it is it is getting confused. But on, on this list, Isle of Dogs, Missing Link. We've talked about both of those already. There's one that I have seen a little bit of. I think it's on Netflix. It's called The Willow Bees. And it looks like it, it is hard to tell if it is claymation or if it is CGI designed to look like claymation. I, I think it is actual claymation, but it looks very cute. There is Kubo and the Two Strings, the Box Trolls, mm-hmm. something called Chuck Steel Night Trampires. <laughs> Are you laughing because it's funny or because you've seen oh, it? Oh, I'm laughing because it's fun- the title. I okay. have not seen it. Okay, I wouldn't have been surprised. You Sometimes I say something, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, there was a long stretch where I, I was very bored and watched so many movies and about 80% of them were not good. Yeah, it's it is very hit or miss. They actually have to be done well. Well, the issue is like when you are burning through a specific genre and then you even run out of the sci-fi channel originals and you got to dig into yeah. those Amazon Ooh. Prime free movies and it's just who those yeah. things are rated two stars for a reason. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um <laughs> There's one on here called My Life as a as a Zucchini, which looks okay. pretty cute. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yikes. After losing his mother, a young boy is befriended by a police officer and sent to a foster home with other orphans his age. Mmm. Sounds heartwarming. Happy and cheerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Little Prince, Early Man, Frankenweenie. I I feel like Frankenweenie is one of those movies that is kind of underrated. I don't know a whole lot of people who have seen the stop motion Frankenweenie. Mm-hmm. I know that there was the older one, but the the newest Frankenweenie. I thought it was really cute. The whole thing was in black and white. Yeah. I accidentally exposed my child to it too young. No. Yeah, that can she happen. She got kind of scared by the end of the movie. <laughs> I know I have a similar thing with uh Paranorman. Mhm. But I most people I mention it to just kind of look at me and go, what? Oh, but Paranorman's so good. Mm-hmm. I, I actually really, really enjoy Paranorman. And my, my daughter does, too. Once we went, Now that she's a little bit older, I showed it to her again. She liked it. She, she really enjoyed watching uh, Paranorman. But I completely agree with you. It seems like one of those kind of like hidden gems where everybody, everybody slept on that one, to use the kids' lingo. <laughs> So I'm sitting here scrolling through a list of stop motion TV shows. Okay. And I came across one. Click on it because it's for the longest string here. It's just UK, 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 other European countries. And then finally US. So I click on it and I'm like, "Mm, that name sounds familiar. It is a TV show from my childhood that I completely forgot existed. What shows that? Bump in the Night. Um, looking uh, it up mi- now. The synopsis, 
Mr. Bumpy is a small green purple warded monster living under the bed of a 10-year-old boy where he eats dirty socks and dust bunnies as if they were delicacies. His best friends are Squishington, a blue monster that lived in the bathroom's toilet cistern, and Molly Coddle, a Frankenstein's monster-like ragdoll belonging to the boy's sister who acts as the straight man to the other's crazy antics. I recognize the green guy now yeah. that I am looking at it. <laughs> like, that just unlocked... Wow. Like, it's it's weird when that comes up and you just go, oh. Yeah. September it's... 10th, 1994. Mm-hmm. One of the characters was voiced by Jim Cummings. Oh, hey. Who is the voice of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh, Pete from Goofy Movie, mm-hmm. Duck... Uh, not I was gonna say Duck Dodgers. Darkwing Duck. No. Yeah, Darkwing Duck, and uh, quite a, a lot of characters. Uh, he mm. has played so many characters. Speaking of Winnie the Pooh, uh, Disney lost copyright. It expired, and now Disney or now Winnie the Pooh is officially in a horror movie. Anywho, <laughs> well, well, they specifically lost the old original Winnie the yes. Pooh. If it's got, uh, there was a. Uh, yeah, there there was a saying that I saw on Twitter that was kind of like, red shirt on bear, artists beware, mm-hmm. bear be naked, something, something. It was, <laughs> but yes, it, the red shirted Winnie the Pooh is still copyrighted by Disney, but the naked bear Winnie the Pooh is not. So it's kind of a stretch. It's more of like a killer wearing a Winnie the Pooh mask with a red shirt. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Anywho. So, <laughs> sorry, you mentioned Winnie the Pooh, and I saw that article recently, and that just popped mad. Uh, so I'm looking at this list of TV shows, and man, it's like, oh, U.S. stop motion. I watched it, <laughs> like yeah. uh, Kablam. Oh yeah, they had the segment for. Well, actually, a lot of them were. Uh, actually, now they had uh, the alien and the caveman, which I could not remember, uh, and I'm too lazy to look it up, but. <laughs> <laughs> The PJs. I remember the PJs. It was a uh, more adult-oriented animated show created by Eddie Murphy. Yo, yeah, I also recognize that. Whoa, Bob the Builder is swole as fuck in this picture. Do you see that? <laughs> they made Bob the Builder handsome. <laughs> he is built. And then, of course, you know, things like Robot Chicken, which ran forever. Right. Oh, Naughty's still running. Toyland Adventures? What was that? Naughty's Toyland Adventures. That one uh, does not sound familiar to me. <laughs> hmm. I don't... I kind of recognize it, but not really. He's in like a little yellow open-top bug uh, that's car. That's probably why I don't recognize it. Oh, yeah. Then Rex the Runt and Pingu, but I only, I've never watched <laughs> Pingu, I only no. know Pingu from an, from memes on the internet. Yep. Same. Yeah. Newt, newt. <laughs> 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 but yeah, there's also been a few uh, recent stop motion shows. Oh, um, sorry, I'm scrolling through the list, I also see Moral Oral, which came around the same time, Robot Chicken hit the scene, which was also a good one. Yes, um, yeah, it wasn't. That wasn't too bad. No, it was. It it was interesting, and then it kind of took. A it took turn. a turn. Yeah, like in the later seasons, it took a real turn, which honestly, in my opinion, made it better. Um, Mary Shelley's Frankenhole. I remember that. 
Oh, yeah. There was a claymation show on MTV in the 1990s, Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, how could I forget Celebrity Deathmatch? Because our childhood was a blur and we <laughs> forgotten <laughs> half of it. That's why. You are, you are not wrong. <laughs> uh, but some of the more recent ones, which at least one, I believe, is still on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was Marvel's Modoc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was heartbroken because they only got the one season. It was just canceled recently. Oh, like they, a couple they, weeks. They did that one just like they did Dark Crystal. Yep. Pat Oswald was kind of heartbroken about it too, which I completely understand. Oh, fully, fully understand. Uh, there was Santa Inc., which I watched it. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Silverman, Seth Rogen, just. <laughs> I watched it. Seth Rogen's in too much stuff. I'm so tired yeah. of hearing his. <laughs> uh, but the one that's still around is Crossing Swords. That's which the one is... where they're like the little peg people, right? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I have not watched that, but I have seen stuff on in it. In medieval times. Okay. Is it good? Yeah. I honestly really enjoyed it. Uh, actually, there are two seasons. I don't know if there's a third. So it was renewed for a second season. From year December 2021. Man, critics are really bad about stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. <laughs> critics are raving about this really bland milk toast movie. Well, like Crossing Swords, uh, critical response 21% approval rating based on 14 critics. Oh my. Ooh, yikes. That's just, a no good. <laughs> well, because as they, as they, Critics' consensus reads, Crass and cruel, Crossing Swords bleeds its thin premise dry. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. And it has an actual Metacritic rating of, it's about 50%, so about half and half. Yeah, that's not not bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, with something something like that, that's kind of, you're going to have a very heavy split of the audience. Uh, and there, season three comes out in December. So yes, it has been renewed for a third season. Makes me happy. Well, good. I'm glad that you <laughs> that at least one of your stop motion shows are still around. Apparently, Robot Chicken is still around. Did not know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I like, didn't think that they were still going. Uh, that actually is surprising to me. Like, I don't know how they could keep going. <laughs> yeah, how do they still have content? Then again, I guess their episodes were only, what, 15 minutes? I think so. That show was a lot more of my wife's thing. Like, I watched some of it. I am I am familiar with a decent amount of their bits, but it was not one of the ones that I went out of my way to watch when I was younger. It was almost a little bit too, too adult with some of their stuff, where, like, young teenage me was kind of like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh I'm just reading about it. Apparently, it went on an eight-month hiatus during its third season, then returned in September of twenty or 2008. Uh, da, 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 renewed for fourth season. Season 11 premiered on September 6th, 2021. Season 11? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Following the 2020 cancellation of the Venture Brothers, it is Adult Swim's longest-running series. Yeah. Both in terms of years and episodes. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not surprising at all with with i mean yeah venture bros was going for a while mm-hmm. so that's a pretty easy crown to take if they're gonna cancel venture bros yeah <laughs> the stop motion tv shows to me i always find more fascinating than the movies just because it's a tv show you don't have the length of production that you get with uh, feature length films right yeah and and stop motion takes so much time because it's move mm-hmm. a little take a picture move a little take a picture move a little take a picture like how can you manage to do to keep up with like a a tv schedule doing mm-hmm. that kind of medium and now yes the tv show the tv shows do tend to use more simpler kind of animation and backgrounds and stuff it doesn't have the big grand things like you get in the movies which is understandable mm-hmm. that oh, just takes more effort but i mean you still also get the random tv show that will toss in claymation episodes like community they did oh. a claymation episode and it was hilarious i loved it <laughs> yeah right yeah it's it's fun to see it like sprinkled around mm-hmm. now we can't talk about stop motion without at least mentioning rankin bass oh yeah which for people who do not know rankin bass are the the people behind those old school stop motion Christmas movies, like the help me here. I'm drowning. <laughs> oh, the names of the movies. Yes. Uh, we got Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer. Santa Claus is coming to town year without mm-hmm. a Santa Claus. They also did Frosty the Snowman, but that was not stop motion. Right. Yeah. You can see the style though. They also mm-hmm. did a Peter Cottontail movie. Have you not seen that one? No, I don't. So it's really funny going back and watching that as a goth adult because the main antagonist in that movie is this dark, well, like darkly dressed, wearing uh, like a super nice suit. He's this uh, like dark brown bunny who rides around on a bat and he wants to steal Easter from Peter, uh, Peter Cottontail. And all of his eggs are like concrete gray and black and brown. And he's voiced by Vincent Price. <laughs> and it's like, so I'm watching that as a goth adult. And he's making all these points, and I'm like, this guy's supposed to be the bad guy? Because <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of feeling what he's putting down, especially that he's riding around on a giant bat. So, something I just learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rankin-Bass also made the animated Hobbit and Return of the Kings movies. Really? Is- yeah. <laughs> Those are... Those are something else. <laughs> yeah. Now, is, is it the one where, because there, there's been a lot of Hobbit animated movies. Is this the one? I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. Is it the one where he's like, uh, the, the Hobbits are these tiny little like troll looking guys? It is this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. It's the one most people think of when you mention animated Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. Bilbo has the buck teeth and the big round nose, and he looks like a chipmunk almost. Because mm-hmm. there is another Lord of the Rings animated that I have seen where the orcs in the movie are 
actual people, so they did f like FMV style stuff. Oh, and then <laughs> put like a weird solid black shadowy filter over the top of them with red eyes. So there's just these weird undulating black actual people running at these animated characters and they have these red eyes and those are the orcs and the hobbits just straight up look like children. I'm now trying to see if I can find this. I have only seen clips. I don't actually know, but it it looks like it's seventies or eighties. Oh man. I forgot what Gollum looked like. And these, (laughs) yeah, he's a little scary. He looks like, God, he actually looks like something, uh, like I would imagine one of the Lovecraftian deep ones. Oh, you're, you're right. He's like super fishy looking. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. It is from 1978. Lord of the Rings, 1978. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. The orcs in it are, I don't know why that was their choice. It was a choice. <laughs> it, it is. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> So I have some cool stuff pulled up uh, on my phone right now. The giant skeleton in Kubo and the Two Strings Mm -hmm. was actually a giant, like, in real life. It wasn't, like, a small thing that they were able to move around. The giant itself was 16 feet tall and weighed 400 pounds, and the model was only... Middle of the torso up. I guess go big or go home. Yeah. So if they had put legs on that thing, it would have been like 30 something feet tall. So they made an actual giant to go up against their hand size, like 14 inch tall models. I mean, that's an option instead of going for the, yeah, you know, we'll just make it the same kind of scale, blow it up in pro in post-production. Nah, screw mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah no we're, yeah we're we, this is gonna be the proper scaling the whole time that is nuts the first stop motion or it says the first motion picture was patented in 1888 but it was 10 years later that they created the first stop motion animated film called the humpty dumpty circus and it was mm-hmm. using a toy circus set uh the original film has been like lost. We don't have any copies of it left anymore, but we do apparently still have some still images from it. Yes. I'm looking at one of the still images right now. Yeah. That's that that is very neat. Very Mm. cool. Yeah. That was the very first stop motion animation ever captured. And then the first stop motion puppet animation came almost 10 years later. It was, Oh, it doesn't actually have a list of title for it. Uh, it was done by a Russian ballet choreographer named Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Alexander Shiryev. Okay. Alexander Shiryev, I want to go with. It's S-H-I-R-Y-A-E-V. I'm um, sure it's close. Yeah. Uh, the film consisted of paper mache figures moved around 7,500 times to convey a dance sequence. It wasn't created as a new art form. Rather, as a way for the choreographer to record his dances to film. That's still that's still crazy, though. <laughs> yeah, like it's cool that he was able to use it that way, but mm-hmm. that that is that is a lot of frames. It's not that many. Yeah, I mean, 
Oh, ooh, cool. So Rankin Bass founders Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass, I'm reading this verbatim, not aware of how valuable the pieces used in their 1964 classic holiday or holiday classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer would be, gave several of the puppets used in the film to a secretary who in turn gave them as gifts to family members. The only two known surviving pieces, a Rudolph and a Santa puppet, appraised about $8,000 to $10,000, were purchased by a toy collector who had them restored by Screen Novelties, which is capitalized, so I assume that is a company, mm-hmm. increasing the value to more than $30,000. That sounds more what I was expecting. Yeah. So I, I guess it was eight, eight to ten thousand because of wear and tear over time. Mm-hmm. Seeing as how they were made in the the mid sixties, eh, week or so ago. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one. While creating his popular characters Wallace and Gromit, claymation master Nick Park made the decision to create the dog Gromit without a mouth when he realized he couldn't reach past the character's eyebrows to adjust the face. Instead, Park <laughs> felt an even a... Uh, uh, Instead, Park felt even a small eyebrow movement would give the lovable dog a range of expressions. Now that you mention it, he doesn't have a mouth. I guess I just... Mm-hmm. Like, he never, he never opens a mouth. I guess I never really 100% registered that Gromit does not have a mouth at all. Neither did I. Then how does he try the cheese, Nick? Osmosis. Uh, he just... <laughs> he shoves it in his nose. Just... <laughs> delicious. I mean, half of your taste is smell, so, you know, he half tastes the cheese. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've talked about some some interesting stuff and maybe given people a, a list of... Stop anim- stop motion and claymation movies that they maybe haven't seen before, and now they can go and watch them. Or if they haven't really, if if claymation's never really been on their radar, then maybe we've given them some good spots to start. I would say Kubo and the Two Strings, and I mean I've seen Missing Link is on Hulu, so that's an easy one to get to. Mm-hmm. There's also a Pirates one, which I think is really cute. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's also by the same people who make Wallace and Gromit, mm-hmm. as well as Flushed Away. That was another one by that studio as well. Uh, but the, I would say Kubo and the Two Strings, Paranorman, Missing Link, and maybe, oh, Box Trolls. Box Trolls. Those are a good place to start. If you're interested in stop motion and claymation and haven't really ever seen many or it hasn't really ever been your thing, I'd say start there. So two things. Laika is the longest running stop motion film at an hour and 41 minutes. Laika? Or sorry, Laika's Kubo and the Two Strings. Okay. I was like, did they they (laughs) self-insert? Listen. (laughs) Anywho. um, Yeah. It's an hour and 41 minutes. It was almost beaten by Isle of Dogs, which fell one minute short. Oh, man. So, also, if you watch Box Trolls, make sure you watch after the credits, I want to say it happens. Mm-hmm. It does. Two of the stop motion characters are just talking, and 
as the camera slowly pans out, you start getting this weird kind of fluttering effect on the screen. And then it slowly starts to fade in. And that fluttering is actually the animator moving the puppets. Yep. It shows a time lapse of the animators moving the models at the same speed, like at, at, at the speed that allows the models to still move around like normal. And they, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it is a very cute fourth wall breaking yeah. kind of conversation where they're like, do you ever feel like maybe we're being moved around by some larger like if, creature at high? Like it's, it's very cute. I, I 100% like if I agree. My arm like this it took them two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so much, so much effort goes into stop motion films. Mm-hmm. But yes, go start, go start with those. And if you've already seen them, go watch them again. They're so, re- they're so good. They're so good. I'm gonna go watch all of these movies again. Like it, this is just re re lit the fire of my adoration for stop motion films. Then hopefully at the beginning. You paused and watched those trailers, <laughs> so you know that those are also coming out soon and are worth the watch. Yeah, I still, I really want to see, really want to see, what was it, Junkhead? Yeah. Junkhead, oh, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And the, it's 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 such a weird art style, yeah. and that is, man, I love weird art styles. I'd like to thank Nolan Dye for the use of our theme song, Chinaski, by his band Sad Gravity. You can find them as well as his other band, Best Sleep, on Spotify. All very good music. And they're doing shows in Fort Wayne uh, at, like, now. They just did one. So hopefully <laughs> right that will mean... Two now. Yeah, right. This very <laughs> second. Yeah. No, they, they did some shows recently, which might mean that I think they're coming out with some new music on Spotify. Uh, so keep your eye on Best Sleep oh, for cool. some new stuff. Yeah. Thank you to Azriel Jones, our social media manager. <laughs> You're in there now, no buddy. Escape. Every time. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Passionately Interested. Go on there and say hi to Azriel and tell him <laughs> congratulations and really give him all the attention he doesn't want. <laughs> we love you, Azriel. Thank you. Welcome to Thank the you team. So much. You're totally going to hate us really quick. If you enjoy the show, Tell your friends about us. Share us around. Get get our name out there. Get some more people exposed to our totally on task all the time conversations. A hundred percent. We are always on topic. We always, never always, always. But you're here, so you, it doesn't matter. You think it's funny. So if you think we're funny or interesting, tell tell your friends. They might think we're interesting and funny too. And we can it's be possible. interesting and funny together. It's great. It's it's like it's like it's free. It's like it's totally free content that you should share with your friends. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I'm Curtis. I'm Nick. Did you know that the smallest stop motion animation ever released was in 2011 and involved moving individual atoms to create the animation with each frame being 45 by 25 nanometers in size?
Thanks for listening.